Hello, everybody. Turn this up in my headphones, Charles. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Going up. Hello, 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 all of the friends. Welcome to the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Charles, and with me today is my good friend and fellow host, Dylan. Charles, can you run the theme song back just one more time? Uh, is this going to be a thing now with you, Dylan? Am I <laughs> going to have to just be the guy that says no to running the theme song forever? Uh, that depends. Are you going to run it back? <laughs> See, I don't think you really want me to run it back. <laughs> Charles, my push has always been play the theme song multiple times this is what the viewers are demanding i'm the one out on social media communicating with people you're behind the scenes the dachshund of the podcast as we like to say yeah and yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't know what the people want <sighs> well maybe next time i'll plan it better but uh for now we have a lot to get to we ha- we have to introduce a new segment that we do here at the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast, our, our bread and butter is the buddy reads, I would say. Is I would agree fair? with that. Yeah, so we love to read books and talk about books, but you know we can't read a book a week, and we can't expect our whole audience to be current on what we're reading either. So every once in a while, we like to spice it up here at the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast by having what we like to call Friends Episodes. That's true. I think this is the first time we've actually called one of these episodes a friends episode. But that's basically, you know, if you're a longtime friend of friend, which is what I like to call our listeners, because hmm. we're we're the friends. <laughs> uh, if <laughs> well, you're a I'm, long time, I, I think everyone is a friend. But I'm open to the friends of friends. I just think it's just easier to say hello, friends, because FOFs. FOF. Friends of friends. Sure. Yeah, so I like it. We're the friends. So if they're friends to us, then they're friends of friends. I'm not saying they're a I friend it, of someone. I get it. But I'm saying you <laughs> could also just call them friends. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We could. <laughs> so anyway, friends of friends. <laughs> you know, every other week we release one of our buddy read discussions. And then they're spaced out between every other week where releasing these episodes that are about whatever else we want to talk about but we behind the scenes like to call those friends episodes because yes they're just kind of me and charles as friends talking about whatever we felt like talking about that week and (laughs) we've got something that we're kind of excited about we think it's pretty funny and hopefully pretty accessible here that's right, friends, because just for you, Dylan and I have been in the lab for a while now, cooking up our very own proprietary engine that we like to call, let's see, what do we like to call it? I wrote it down, is the Who Would Win Fantasy Scenario Generator, TM. Wow, it's trademarked, huh? That, it's uh, pending. 
<laughs> patent? Yeah. Is there a patent pending, Charles? The, the, and a trademark pending. You know, it's all Everything's in the works. Pending. But what we have done is created our very own simulator that will take characters from series that we have read and series that are ingrained in popular culture and different kinds of competitions. And it's going to generate a competition and characters that are going to compete in that competition. And we have to discuss who would win. It's that simple. Yeah. And when we were coming up with ideas, we definitely had a conversation of, is this something that's too silly? Are people tuning in for the buddy reads? And they're like, what are they even talking about? But we got a good enough response to when we did that Would You Rather episode. <laughs> Which was shocking that, to me. <laughs> yeah, we kind of came up with that. We, we had didn't fun we recording it. Oh, I think for the sure. fans recognize that, but we weren't sure putting it out there if people will be receptive to it. Yeah, I mean, y'all seem to like that well enough, so we figured this is no <laughs> more silly than that. Uh, maybe a little bit, but it's, <laughs> it's along fun. the same veins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it was just a way to kind of come up with more ideas. And, you know, we spent a while in the lab coming up with ideas. And I'll be honest with you, at first, we we weren't seeing any success. We weren't getting the results that we wanted with the engine. But with enough tweaking, more data input into it, we finally come up with what we believe to be the perfect fantasy who would win scenario generator. Yeah, so we have a list of, I probably should count this beforehand, is it 25 different competitions uh, that will, one of which will be randomly selected for uh, each set of characters. So Correct. a couple examples of competitions from our pool would be like a race, a duel, a fist fight, so no weapons, but if you have special powers, then that's fair game. And then we have a list of characters, which is mostly made up of characters from series that we've covered on the show. Mm -hmm. There are 64 characters, it looks like, and uh, I took it upon myself to mix in some more pop culture, really accessible characters that <laughs> we'll get into, uh, pretty much I'm anyone sure. can relate to that aren't necessarily from anything that we've read. But most of the, most of the people in there are from either the King Killer Chronicle, Mistborn, or Lord of the Rings, There's a couple from Witcher, right, Charles? Yeah, there's a few Witcher characters. And then yeah. sprinkled in some surprise guests from some of the most popular stories of popular culture mm -hmm. that will be making appearances. And then yeah. th this is a living simulation, you know? It's it, it, it's going to grow as the show grows. So we're, we're going to meet new characters along the way, and it's just going to make this scenario generator evolve. So if this is something that you enjoy listening to we'll just keep feeding the machine and and who knows what kind of zany scenarios we'll have to unpack in the future all sorts of zany scenarios so basically i'll spin our little algorithm to spit out one of these 25 scenarios charles will simultaneously spin 
the generator to come up with two characters that will face off in that scenario. And then we will probably have nonsensical conversation about right. <laughs> who we think would win in that scenario between those two characters. And we're, we're going to try to keep this as spoiler free as possible. It will uh, be spoiler these to, free. It will be. Sp- I mean, okay. unless you're super sensitive to spoilers, just knowing certain characters exist or have relationships with other characters, like on that general level, if that's something you would consider a spoiler, I would tread carefully here. But we wouldn't actually spoil the reading experience for any of the characters that come up in this. And you know, these are friends episodes. They're safe spaces for readers. You don't have to worry about us spoiling a reading experience. Well said, Charles. Thank you. So let's just, should we just go into it? I don't know why we would delay any longer. Let's no, see the very first scenario. I'm excited to put our fantasy scenario generator into into work. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to spin the wheel. I'm ready. Let's see it. Beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 <laughs> beep, boop. Oh, the generator has come up with something here. It's... <laughs> It's Settlers of Catan. <laughs> okay, so who would win in Settlers of Catan? I guess At we're... 1v1 in Settlers of Catan? Should we spin for a three. third? Okay, yeah, well, the first three. character is Yoda. Oh. And now we will just spin the wheel again. Beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 that, It just authentically makes no sense. <laughs> it's part of the patent that's pending. Yeah. Uh, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's pick another one. Um... <laughs> Beep, I boop, don't boop. feel positive about Pikachu. Just <laughs> you never know. Okay, and then the last character is Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> Marsh That's from Marsh from Mistborn, not Marsh from the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which we have to specify because I may or may not have put me, Charles, and Derek into <laughs> the list of characters. <laughs> Okay, so we have Marsh, and we have Yoda, and we have Pikachu. I think you have to throw Pikachu a, like off the mix right away. He's not capable of any kind of strategy. <laughs> he needs to be told what to do when he fights. You know, he doesn't have that kind of strategy. If only Ash Ketchum was there. He could be like, yeah. Pikachu, build a road <laughs> toward that wood yeah. port. Pikachu, don't make that trade. (laughs) (laughs) Do do people, hopefully all our listeners, we talk about Catan more than we probably should for a podcast that has nothing to do with it. once or twice. (laughs) But it's a board, I have to assume a lot of people who are into fantasy are probably into board games enough where they've heard of and played Sellers of Catan. But it's a board game, focuses on trade and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pikachu is like an electric mouse from the series <laughs> called Pokemon, <laughs> where monsters battle each other. Charles. He's super. He's you know Pokemon's the most popular intellectual property of all times, and, and Pikachu's the most popular Pokemon. So, um, yeah, he he would lose in Katan instantly. So let's just write him off, and that leaves okay. us with Marsh and Yoda. Um, you know, Marsh is a smart guy. Yoda, yeah. very wise. This is a much tougher matchup. It's a toss-up, I think. I feel like we might <laughs> we might run into issues with 
Yoda, can he reach the board if it's high up, <laughs> right? You got to assume it's a level playing field. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true, but you know what? It's a board. So if he needs to have like a booster seat or something, you, okay. you, you can get that. I don't think that's, that's part of the issue here. You know, you could be playing online like we do on the computer. And, could do uh, that. From the comfort of his own home on Dagobah. So, um I wouldn't be worried so, too much there. The I guess Marsh used to be a leader of the whole resistance. Yes. He he was involved in the resistance. So he's a strategist, a proven strategist. He's related to Kelsier, who is also a, another strategist in Mistborn. So um the two of them have proven to be very clever, very resourceful. Um you know, I think Marsh would be very good at, at Catan. My thing about Plus, Yoda is he's definitely... Marshes tend to be good at Catan, I've noticed. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that enough. I would... I think I would say Marsh. That's I where would, I'm at. I, you know, I think it would depend on, like, who got to place the first settlement and what the board oh, looked sure. like. You know, I think it's the a roles. closer matchup. But as wise as Yoda is... I've never seen his strategy pan out. You know, he is yeah. like a guy chilling in the swamps, you know? So how much strategy has the guy really managed to muster? So I would be fine giving that to Marsh as well. Yeah. I think it's Marsh depending on the roles and stuff, but I give the nod to Marsh. Pikachu has like three <laughs> victory points yeah. by the end of it when they're yeah. going for 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Pikachu has just got a, Got one victory point card at some point from development cards, and it has just like those two settlements sitting. That's true. With Pikachu the same... could be also be a wild card when you have a third person that's just like not playing to win. <laughs> it could dramatically affect the outcome of the game. So you never know. Like Pikachu could just put a road down, and people would be like, "Pikachu, why did you do that? You just messed me up and didn't help you at all." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been there. Derek's kind of the Pikachu of our crew when it's you, me, and for Derek. sure, for sure. So, all right, I, I, I'm fine. Hi, Derek, if you're listening. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> He'll only listen if we're on YouTube, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we feel like Marsh would win that one, so let's go again. Let's get that simulator up and running. All right, beep, boop, beep. Oh, people are going to think I, I cheated with this because the <laughs> next one that came up is, <laughs> yeah, is tennis match. <laughs> like, Catan and tennis, of course, Dylan. Okay, well, the first character generated from our Who Would Win Fantasy Scenario Generator TM is Boromir. Ooh. So, a good athlete, I would assume. I would think so. You know, he's a proven warrior. He's a like a great specimen of a man. Mm-hmm. And then you have Vin Ooh, from Mistborn. <laughs> wow. So this is an yeah. interesting matchup. Now, I think it would be interesting to note for people who have not read Mistborn, Vin is a character who can push and pull on metals. She's a 16-year-old girl at the start of this, and that's how I picture her in this scenario. And mm. um, she can use almost like this power of magnetics uh, called being, she's a Mistborn. So she's extremely athletic and dexterous and has proven to be a very resourceful fighter, um, very strategic in fighting. She's also proven to be very capable. Anytime she's um, faced with a physical challenge, her technique is always excellent when she's training. 
Um, so we know that Vin is capable of being a very good athlete. My thing here is that there's no metal. You know, the rackets aren't metal. Tennis ball's not metal. We're playing on a clay court. So I'm wondering if Vin has any real advantages here beyond just being able to increase her strength and dexterity. Well, well first of all, that would probably help because pewter burning does involve increased endurance and things she like that. She could also that. flare Boromir's and emotions. And we that's know what Boromir. I was just thinking. That's where I was going. So yeah. we know Boromir is somewhat vulnerable. I I hope this isn't a spoiler, but, you know, Lord of the Rings. And also <laughs> we're talking the first book or movie. Uh, Boromir is a man who, and, and men in Lord of the Rings are very vulnerable to these kind of emotional wants in a way that some of the other characters like hobbits aren't as susceptible in Mm. Lord of the Rings. So I I feel like Vin's greatest advantage might even be that she could push and pull on his emotions, which we know Boromir is susceptible to. Boromir at first sight would see he's playing tennis against a 16 year old girl. Right. And he'd be like, Mm. dude, I got this. I'm going to, he might think that he's like, he's going to think, because he's also super confident anyway. So the fact that it's also a 16-year-old girl in his mind, we'd be like, dude, this is not a problem. And then all of a sudden, she's going to burn pewter, and she's going to like <laughs> ace him right away you know, yeah. on the serve. It's going to be like the fastest serve ever served in the history of tennis. Mm-hmm. And Borman's going to be like, what was that? And then she's going <laughs> to – she's smart enough to know to yeah. flare his kind of frustration. Mm. So – I think that superhuman strength combined with Bormir's weakness of his susceptibility to emotion has me thinking Vin for this one. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Charles. <laughs> I, I got to pick Vin. Drawing from all my tennis experience, you start getting frustrated. The game gets away from you. I had a match like that last week that uh, oh, no kidding. I think my opponent got they a little frustrated. Oh, your I, opponent I, did. No, I was fine. Oh, oh. and uh, <laughs> you were the boy pulled out the win. Uh, might as well have been. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, you know it's half the battle, and I think Vin is smart enough to um, understand her weaknesses and her opponent's weaknesses, and then spo- mm-hmm. and exploit them. So, I mean, poor me. And I was feeling good about that at the top, but then you get a character with supernatural abilities, and it becomes a little harder to win a game of tennis. Yeah. But if it was Bormir like another just decent. male character, it would have been tough to beat Bormir. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll again because I think we're settled on that we're one. We're settled. Vin Vin would win in Vin. a tennis match against Bormir. All right, beep boop boop beep, beep boop, boop. What's the scenario? And the scenario is a rap battle, Charles. Oh, dude, you're not gonna believe who I just drew for the rap battle. <laughs> You can see it on the shared screen. It's Tom Bumpadil. <laughs> oh, Dude, no. Dude, you're going to have a hard time spitting verses against the TB. <laughs> yeah, TB. Let's see who has to go against Tom Bumpadil in known the rap battle. Known for his ability to rhyme. Oh, very known linguistics. Uh, let's see. Who's Boromir gonna... again. Should I... <laughs> how did, how did okay, you Tom Bombadil have... destroys Boromir. We need to yeah. roll again. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, let's see who it is. Who we get the matchup. The Lord Ruler. The Lord Ruler. Now we're talking. From Mistborn. The Lord Ruler is like the Sauron equivalent of Mistborn. He's the big, bad overlord. And then Tom Bombadil is this mythical, all-knowing, powerful creature. So this is an epic matchup in any competition. <laughs> For sure. Um, I would... I'm just thinking Tom Bombadil right away. I yeah, think any Tolkien character versus any other series mentioned here has the leg up in terms of any kind of poetry or think like rapping because they're just very, you know, poetic creatures. They'll just in the middle of a dinner or a council meeting, they'll just stand up on the table and they'll recite drop a, a super long verse. That's just and no one reacts. We don't know to it. they weren't rapping, for the record. <laughs> yeah, you know they they could have been. It, it could have been like a more slick verse, and n- people are just like, "That's the normal in in Middle <laughs> Earth." People are like, "Oh, cool, he's gonna sing now. Let's listen to that, and then not talk about it afterwards." So, uh, yeah, man, I think this is a slam dunk for Tom, our our boy friend of the show, Tom Bumble. TB. Yeah, TB definitely puts the Lord Ruler to rest. It's not even close. And I mean, I don't know if there's anyone in this list I would take against TB when yeah. it comes to the rap battle. I know. And I, if I had to pick the perfect character off this list to enter with me in a rap battle, TB is way up on the list, if not the yeah. top. Like, I'm looking at other, maybe other Lord of the Rings characters, but dude... I think the Lord Ruler just got the worst possible matchup. Like, if it was a bracket in a rap battle, it's like, dude, first round, you got to go up against Tom Bombadil. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, that's the the scenario. So, shall we move on? Yes, we shall. Okay. So, you're going to go ahead and spin that next scenario. It's spinning. Beep boop. Boop oh, boop beep, beep. Boop. Let me go ahead and spin beep the randomizer here. It's a cook off, Charles. It's a oh, cook off. Oh, I love the idea of having a cook off. That was my entry. Okay, so we have Saruman. Okay. Versus I I have a feeling Saruman's just not a good cook. A Saruman can probably Raise fire and things like that. <laughs> Versus Heliax. Whoa, this is actually an interesting <laughs> <What>? matchup. <laughs> yeah, Heliax from the Kingkiller Chronicle, one of the Chandrit. That's right. Leader. That's right. So we have two of these kind of mythical characters. They're both, they're both kind of like, they're not necessarily known for their cooking prowess. I'll say that, but they are known for being powerful. <laughs> And sort of having this like um, dominating presence about them, I would say. Yeah. So when you're talking about now, you have to compete in like a cook-off. I picture them both like on in like their their grills are right next to each other, and they're in like the backyard, and they're just grilling up some meats and vegetables. And then all of the like hobbits are around, and like Quoth is there, and they're just uh, ready to taste some good barbecue. And <laughs> I'm having a hard time 
picking a winner here like what traits do we what are we drawing characters yeah exactly i think saruman's ability to use magic is huge um like old school wizard magic i think his resourcefulness like his ability to manufacture things and and organize things would prove handy in a cookout i don't know what are you thinking i really have no idea what (laughs) this is how you know this is actually random (laughs) like what would we possibly draw from to distinguish between haliax and saruman in a (laughs) cook-off i I like to think that maybe gordon ramsay like i think cook-off like gordon ramsay's yelling at them oh yeah so it's like who can who can deal with that kind of pressure better haliax or saruman I feel like Haliax wouldn't even react to Gordon Ramsay's berating. He'd be like, yeah. "Come on, you got to, you got to keep cooking. What do you call this? Is dog food?" And he'd just like <laughs> not say anything. He would just keep stoically flipping burgers. Probably. And I feel like Saruman would be like, "You cannot talk to me that way. I'm the, I'm the wizard of 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 wizards." And and then he's, <laughs> "I am Saruman the White." I- <laughs> He'd be like, she'd be putting like artificial ingredients in his burgers, you know, stuffing them with GMOs and all that. Charles with the GMO take. (laughs) I'm just saying he probably would. I don't know. Uh, Genetically magicified. Oh, hey. (laughs) I mean, this is a toss up, man. I would just give it to Saruman because he's got old school magic. He could just make it tasty. You know, he spent time with elves. And they make good food. Haliax, I think, is a little more rough and gruff and doesn't really care about food tasting good <laughs> at all. I just get that sense from him. There's no, like, canon where he's eating anything. Well, I'm trying to remember if, aren't they, they're at one point depicted early on in The Name of the Wind by a campfire, I believe. Yeah. I was trying to remember if they were eating anything. Yeah, but, but you know, like, camping food is just not going to be the best. Like, Saruman's up in a big tower, and he's all ritzy. And he's got, like, the best of everything, I feel like. I, I think. Is there even proof that Heliax needs to eat? That is a good question. We've never, I, like I was saying, I don't think there's any canon of him eating anything. But he is largely a mystery. Uh, so... We don't I'll know. take Saruman then. Uh, for now, like we don't we'll wait until the last book comes book out, three. and maybe when the canon, like maybe we can ask Patrick Rothfuss. But <laughs> I'm I'm leaning towards Saruman as well for this one. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that is fair as well. Shall we right. spin the next scenario? Spin it up. Spin her up. Here we go. Beep boop. Boop beep. Pool. Oh, like billiards. Like billiards, yeah. All right. So who's going to win a game of billiards? Is it Katara from From Avatar? Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yes. I'm going to assume there's no water in the billiards room, which will make it pretty tough. Not with that attitude. (laughs) It is pool. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I apologize already for that one. Versus Sauron. Sauron's an eye. He's actually a person. Um, he's just in the tower. He's like a Gandalf-like character, you know. He's um, a spirit that can embody a person. I, you have to assume he'll take on a human-like form that's capable of playing pool. I think that's fair. 
Because we have seen, you know, in canon, he gets armored up and stuff, so. Mm. He has, like, a figure. All right, yeah. I hope I don't get too much hate from the, the big Lord of the Rings fans for saying Sauron's an eye. <laughs> and uh, well, in the movies, you wouldn't know any different. Yeah. I but, mean, but we are reading the books now, so. I mean, Sauron is the, like, Lord of Darkness. He's got to be able to take on Katara in a game of pool. And if Katara tries uh, to use bending against him, I think he can fight it off. You know? It's hard to know what Sauron can and can't it's do. It's very really. true. We, we, he, we've never seen him actually do anything except bend <laughs> people to his will. Yeah, that's like the one thing we know he can do. And fill Katara people can dread. bend water to her will. <laughs> that's very true. But okay, no. So they're in a. They might be in a bar, and I think there might be some access to water. But you can't interfere with the game. It was like we were talking about with uh, tennis. You can't like mess with. The actual, that was like, off the air. Oh, Charles. off the air, and it was ping pong. Yeah, but you you can't you can't like cheat. You know, okay, we have to assume everyone's playing. We have to assume Sauron is playing by Can... the rules, so Katara has to play by the rules. Okay, I think Katara's more dexterous. <laughs> you just saying like, Sauron's just this big bulky figure, and you think he couldn't <laughs> like, like or an the... eye? Yeah. <laughs> You think he couldn't position the 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 billiard table right or anything like that? Yeah, I don't know if he can really like wield uh, <laughs> a pool wield stick a well. Pool stick. Yeah, it's a little I too flimsy. Might break it. I think Sauron would beat Katara. I think even being in the same room <laughs> as Sauron would fill Katara with so much despair that she would barely be able to even play billiards. Wow. Well, that's... Are we in a disagreement here? I don't think I actually feel strongly <laughs> about Katara beating Sauron. <laughs> turn this to the fans. I mean, I really just don't know enough about Sauron. I, Charles is the bigger Lord of the Rings guy here. So uh, when I picture Sauron, I picture an eye. Um, so I really don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll turn this one to you, the listener. That's right. That's right. You guys decide. Who would win in a game of billiards? Would it be Katara from Avatar or Sauron, the Lord of Darkness from the Lord of the Rings? (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. Could be either. Could be either. One. This is interesting. I bet you've never thought about it in your whole life. We've got a drinking contest. Like, who could drink the other one under the table? Okay. And our first contestant is Spook. Ooh. Uh-huh. I'm liking Spook for a drinking contest, and I'll explain why. But let's see Yo, who's got to go up No against. spoilers when you explain that, right? No spoilers. Versus Aragon. Oh. oh. I would love the idea of Spook and Aragon in the same room. <laughs> yeah. I think they would. Um, Spook from Mistborn, by the way, and Aragon, yes. obviously, from Lord of the Rings. Right. So would it be a spoiler to say Spook's abilities... I don't think so. It would not be a spoiler to say that Spook can burn tin in in my... uh... Right. So Spook's main ability is that he can heighten his senses um, to be more sensitive, like superhumanly sensitive. And that includes smell and taste and everything like that. Um, There's disadvantages to that because I imagine if he drinks enough alcohol and he was burning tin, he would feel... He would like feel the effects of the alcohol faster. 
right? Is this yeah. an advantage here or a disadvantage? I would say a disadvantage. I think that we have reason, if he chooses to burn, I feel like he would just not burn 10. Yeah. And then we would be dealing with Aragon, who I think is probably, first off, bigger than Spook. He right? is, his body mass is bigger. He's of the so, Dunedain, which is like an enhanced human race that has some elvishness or something like that in it. They live longer. He's fair. like in his 80s. I don't know if that plays an effect. He's older. Really? Yeah, Aragon's like I 88 or that. something in, I think the movies have a line where it's like, I'm 80, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> uh, huh. All right, well, glad you're here, Charles, to <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know <laughs> if his us... age is going to play a factor, but when you look uh... at him, you would think he's like middle-aged, um, which is kind of funny to say about a uh, character in middle um, so I think, I think that Aragon... Bigger, like first off, that that helps being yes, bigger just in a drinking contest. Mass. Yeah, like it takes longer to get as drunk as someone who's smaller. Spook than is you. like a teenager. Yeah, and Aragon. If if Aragon is eighty some odd years old, then that's a lot of time for Aragon to spend gaining he probably tolerance. Probably has a high tolerance. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that because they drink wine all the time in Lord of the Rings. You know. Er, yeah, they and it's like they originally find him in a tavern, right? That's so. right. He's chilling at the Prancing Pony. Um, however, consider uh, this, because when someone burns their metal for a long time and then they stop burning it, they feel like the drag from it. And the drag from tin is you get desensitized to a lot of things. So what if Spook in preparation... <sighs> was burning tin and then when he goes to drink he stops and then he's all of a sudden can't feel any he can barely taste the beer or whatever they're drinking the wine the alcohol he can barely taste it and it's then not about the taste he though. can't Who would have, but would the alcohol affect him we don't really know how tin affects alcohol like the effects of alcohol i like, don't think it would stop him thing? from like passing out because of being really drunk or anything like that i think aragon could aragon could probably drink to the point where spook whether he's tasting it or feeling uncomfortable or whatever i think literally spook would probably faint. <laughs> like <laughs> i think that's fair like <laughs> before uh pass out i think that's aragon fair and honestly if i was like dumb. an author writing a scene where aragon and spook were having a drinking contest i'd have spook lose i yeah i would <laughs> yep some fan fiction that Charles is going to be <laughs> getting on to right after the show. Brain, like Sauron's cooking those burgers. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're in agreement we're on in that agreement. one. We're happy with Aragon taking yeah. home the victory of the who would win the, the drinking contest. Um, All right. Beep boop. We're at chess. Who would win in chess? And the first character drawn is Darth Sidious, the <laughs> the big bad in Star, <laughs> in Wars, Star Wars, who is a very well known manipulator and strategist. Yeah, I would say there's hard guy to beat in, in chess, chess skills. There, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's going to be able to take down Darth Sidious. <laughs> Beep boop. It's thinking really hard about this one. Let's see. The generator has spoken, and it's Marsh again. <laughs> Um, should we spin oh. this again, or are we just going to go with this? Because I think Sidious would destroy Marsh. It's just, yeah, they're too... Like, Marsh has some techniques when it comes to tactics and whatnot, but uh, Sidious is just 
better. Yeah, so Sidious I think is just playing go again and maybe we'll get something. Level. Like Marsh, Marsh is isn't amusing. Like <laughs> there's nothing funny about Marsh. And <laughs> Marsh is like, not a funny guy to have in the mix. No. It's like or this plain dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, who's Darth Vader? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I feel like Sidious is one step ahead of Vader every step of the way. Yep. So Sidious all the way. Yeah, I think this is. I feel like this is. I mean, in the prequels, a lot of it is about how Darth Sidious is able to play. uh, Oh yeah, play Darth Vader or manipulate. It's not. uh, If you haven't seen Star Wars, then I guess this is a spoiler. But yeah, Anakin is Darth Vader. So I think that said no spoilers. (laughs) I know I've gone too far, but. I mean, the prequels, a lot of them are about how Darth Sidious basically plays Darth Vader or Anakin at that time. Yeah, so I think he's always, you know, one step ahead of everybody. He outsmarts everyone in Star Wars. Yeah. No one in Star Wars could beat Sidious in chess. Not one. No. Um, you could make, you like, I'm thinking who would beat Sidious? Maybe like a Gandalf character might. But even then, it's, pick Gandalf. it's so close. And then. Lord Ruler, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Lord I mean, Ruler Lord Ruler's been around for a very long time, so he's way older than Sidious. So there is that. Advantage. Quoth would probably find a way to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's a controversial pick. Um. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> uh, and I think we need to leave that at that. <laughs> So let's get let's drum up the next scenario. This one's Denna would win. <laughs> Come at me. Or right, now you're just being a Denna fanboy. I've never claimed to be anything but. <laughs> All right, ready? We're gonna go beep boop boop beep. Beep it up. This is a a three legged race. So Charles, you put this one in. Okay. It's a so we need two to pick four, four people. So. So Charles, can you describe what a three-legged race is in case any okay, of Okay, a three-legged race, for those who don't know, we're at the cookout, right? Sauron and what's-his-face are grilling burgers. And <laughs> Heliax. One of, Heliax. And one of the games that they decide to play is a three-legged race. You have a bunch of people. You split into pairs, and you tie one of your legs to each other. So now you have, between the two of you, three legs. And you see who can race to the finish line faster. So that's why we're going to need to pick four characters for this. The first two are going to be tied together. And the second two are okay. going to be tied together. So the first one that I've picked is Yoda. Um, <laughs> it's got to be someone short or yeah, they're in trouble. I, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering who would ha- who's now going to get tied up with uh, Yoda. It's like Pippin. <laughs> Treebeard. Katara, I feel like this our generator needs a little tweaking in the future, but we got Yoda Katara matchup versus who we got? Who we got? Who we got? Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> That's the Jar last Jar's person the I would want to have as a partner in a three-legged race. It's the just last. so annoying. <laughs> it would be so annoying. The guy can't walk. And Derek. <laughs> Derek. Derek, Derek is friend of the our show. friend, friend of the show. The <laughs> Derek and Jar Jar died. God, died I don't know together. which would be worse. Okay, they uh, lose. They, 
So you'll meet Derek if uh, uh, there's no way we're airing these by the point this comes out, right, Charles? People have been introduced the... to Derek by this point. If no, listen... I don't think so, right? Really? No, because this airs after our Lord of the Rings discussion, doesn't it? Let's see. Or well, the, maybe you'll be introduced in to Derek by this point. If you've listened to our, we're going to have episodes where we talk about our trip to New Zealand to see the sights of Middle Earth, and Derek will be coming on the show. Totally. Today's this. During that. Yeah. Or so, no, has. yeah. So, they would have just been introduced to it. So, on Wednesday was the okay. first episode of the New Zealand series. So, this is literally like four days later or whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, now you know Derek and. Uh, I think, yeah, Jar Jar and Derek would get so on each other's nerves. <laughs> you know, I don't know, because they're very much kindred spirits in a lot of ways. <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> well, he's not here to defend That's himself. a great insult to Derek. <laughs> Derek, if you're actually <laughs> listening to this, then Derek you can loves defend yourself. Star Wars too, so he would take very strong offense to that. <laughs> Yeah, I would think so. But yeah, Katara, I feel like, would just be running and Yoda would just be kind of like dragging dragged along. along. <laughs> She's running and they would just, Jar Jar and Derek would be going in opposite directions and like falling on the ground right at well, the yeah. gate. Jar Jar's, basically Jar Jar's characteristic that he's most defined by is that he's clumsy. Yeah. So he's like the last person you want in a three-legged race. <laughs> exactly. No one. So really... I think they trip. It would be funny if it was like Jar Jar and like <laughs> Sauron or something. It's like a character that is really determined. Or Boromir. I think Boromir and Jar Jar. So where nice. Sauron and Katara are finally trying to settle things after their tie in billiards. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's like, I can't afford to lose Jar Jar. You will bend to my will. You will run with me. And Jar Jar's like, Misa Jar Jar's just tripping all over the place. Misa trying, Mr. Sauron. <laughs> Misa trying, bend to your will. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to give it to Katara and Yoda on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's run this again. Beep, boop, uh, boop. 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 All right, this is a fist fight. Oh, all right, finally. So no weapons allowed, but if you have powers inherently, that then those are fair game. Saruman, Uh, again? That's a tough one, because he has powers, but he is old. But let's see who's got to enter the ring, the, the boxing ring with, or the octagon. And it's Elodin. Interesting. Oh, Elodin is Master Namer in Kingkiller Chronicle. This is a fun little matchup here because they yeah. both have magic powers. I mean, he's a Master Namer, mm-hmm. so he can, like, you know, influence the um, world around him. But is he too much of a wild card to take on someone as calculating as Saruman? I mean, it's tough to say. The thing is, if you're a namer in the Kingkiller Chronicle and you know another person or creature's name, they are yours. Yes. So I think this is part of the deal with Lord of the Rings, at least in the books and not the or and movie and not the greater legendarium or Silmarillion or whatever. The it's a very soft magic system, so it's very hard to know what exactly Saruman can and can't do. But Fair. I feel like 
I don't know. I, I'm actually leaning towards Elodin, weirdly enough, because I think like Elodin knows things' names, and if you know someone's name, then they are yours. So what happens exactly? Like we know how sympathy works in a fight, but I don't know. Have we ever like? I don't know how naming works in like a fist battle. Well, like, so Charles, there's that point where Quoth is <laughs> interacting with a in. I'm trying to not spoil anything. <laughs> There's a that. point where Quoth is interacting with, let's just say it's the most like controversial reason why people don't like the second book. I think you'll know this, yes. Charles. Okay. That people. I think I know. Yeah. Others, uh, I guess things get intimate uh, for Quoth with another character. Mm. And I'll just yeah, say I'm, I'm with you. Um, that character at one point quoth figures out oh, what that character's name so is and is like, true. I could just kill this you're character. So right. But and Elodin is has such a way with names. I have a feeling yeah. that he can look at people and get a sense of their exactly. names like other characters in the book series do. You know, Elodin never really shows his cards. He's an enigma, but the one thing we do know about him is that he is a master namer. So we can assume mm-hmm. that he could have and then Sar- Saruman's name in a fist fight if his life was threatened. I feel like he could um, name Saruman and have that power over him. That's a great point. I'm fine. I'm yeah. happy with giving this one to Elodin. Sure. And if you're a big Lord of the Rings fan listening and we're missing something important about what Saruman can do, feel free to reach out to us. We're, we're flexible over <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, does we're he study like him. Capoeira or whatever that, that Brazilian <laughs> boxing is because that might make a difference (laughs) i'm sure if he does study that then it's listed somewhere in (laughs) tolkien's work i'm sure it is (laughs) all right beep boop we're at it again and it's uh taking a little bit over here what is our scenario host you know you're asking the right questions it's a race it's just a straightforward race oh a straightforward split race so our first character in the race is Geralt Geralt of Rivia from Witcher very capable athletic dude but not really known for I mean he is fast that's yeah but never like running and the question is is he allowed potions or not which I would assume no versus tree (laughs) here This I could actually see happening in the Witcher saga of him like racing, <laughs> racing an Ent. <laughs> this is something I would definitely see in like the yeah. video games or something. I love this because um, Treebeard just has such a stride. His gait is way longer than Geralt's, and I'm assuming Geralt gets no potions or anything like that. Could Treebeard even wrap his? tree brain around the idea of racing another creature because tree's beard is the opposite of hasty and how much more hasty does it get than running yeah so he's not gonna actually sprint but the question is is his walking gait going to be faster than than Geralt's sprint I just feel like Geralt would find a way like Treebeard would not even be. Do you just a treebeard hater? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a treebeard hater. 
All the Lord of the Rings fans are going to hate me by the end of this episode, Charles. I called Sauron an eye. Yes, I was the one who said Elodin would beat Saruman. I, you said Katara would beat no, I Sauron in pool. You did. I didn't say that. I just was trying to present another point of view here, Charles. You wouldn't you say know? the op- you wouldn't say he would win. You have not acknowledged that. <laughs> You're putting up. We're leaving that one to the fans. <laughs> so I feel like if we get Treebeard to participate in the race, and my thought is he would just be like the same pace he had when he was charging. You know, when he was doing his thing, when he. The closest thing he comes to racing in in the books. I don't want to do any spoilers. Um, I imagine he's just his gate is so wide that Geralt wouldn't be able to do it. You know, are we assuming this is like a short sprint or is this like a marathon? I'm envisioning sprint. I'm envisioning sprint too. I agree that Treebeard would win if Treebeard was able to actually wrap his head around the idea of what a race is supposed to be and that he's supposed to try to win it. Um, but I just don't, I don't know if we could get that through because Treebeard <laughs> through his is not thick competitive at all. So yeah. you would really have to get him to be like, just go over there <laughs> and see like how long it takes him. But I feel like because the idea of racing is so against the exact opposite of the nature of an ant that I could see Geralt winning. Geralt finds a way, man. I'm I'm picking (laughs) Geralt. I'm picking Geralt. I think that's fair. I really think it comes down to Treebeard's mood that day. (laughs) Yeah. You know? But he does have the physical capabilities to win. I I just think the nature of an ant, he would never be able to move fast enough to actually participate in a race let alone win one against someone as athletic as Geralt well said Charles well I think we might have time for one more should we spin yeah. this bad boy see what we got I'm, sp- I'm spinning it beep boop oh, let me beep, spin the boop okay. it's an election oh who's going to win the election 2020 coming up election year here in the states and our on our political kid, candidates are Kid Anakin with all his midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, I put that in there. <laughs> wow, that's an interesting candidate. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a president, not like a class president. <laughs> like the president. Yeah, let's say president. <laughs> like entering the, the real States. political sphere versus Spook. <laughs> What a horrible... I think I'm going third party in this one, Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might be worse than the real election. Hey, oh. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, <laughs> wow. Spook versus Kid Anakin. That's a tough one because Kid Anakin's got all kinds of cool tricks, neat tricks. He's a pilot. He's a war hero. Yeah, he's a war hero. He caught the eye of Gwai Khan Jin and he, Gan Jin. He, he loves his mom and <laughs> loves his mom. Ba- that <laughs> trends in the polls, the man. Everyone likes to see a sympathetic, like no one knows what Spook stands for. Spook <laughs> is very much a follower. 
that's the issue I had. And he, well, he is a war hero also. Don't want don't to spoil anything, but I think Spook's, Spook shows to have more depth than you're giving him throughout the course but of the But in an series. election, I just think Kid Anakin is going to slam him. You know, Spook, I feel like people are going to have a hard time understanding Spook, you know? I think you're very stuck in, like, how Spook appears at the first moment we meet Spook. And yeah, when you can, like, barely talk. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Wasn't I the think wasn't a, of being your president. People be like, what? <laughs> I think the United States has seen right through Kid Anakin, <laughs> and popular opinion has swayed against Kid Anakin, and they'll take just about any other. I mean, Spook is older, uh, like an actual, yeah. like, Kid Anakin is, what, like, under 10 years old, and, and Spook <laughs> is a teenager, so... You definitely don't want a kid leading the nation. So that's yeah. working against them. Even though he has tons of charisma and midichlorians and potential. You got to keep the midichlorians in mind. He's got the support of Jedi Knights, which is a huge boost. He's super popular in the pod racing community. He has this like celebrity status. But, man. And he comes from very humble beginnings, too. You know, he's got all the pieces of his story are there. You know, people expect great things from Kid Anakin. He's a very optimistic person. But he is just a child. Yeah, what are his stances? Anti-sand? <laughs> well, he hasn't developed, he hasn't expressed his opinion on sand until he becomes, like, teenage Anakin. No, but I'm sure he's he's thinking through it at this moment. <laughs> Kid Anakin, sh- he's like, it's part I don't of know how to express identity. this, but I really don't like sand. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know how to I'm express it up, yet. He yeah. figures out the proper way. <laughs> I don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's That's trying to figure platform. out, like, is it... Ah, like what's the word? Coarse, <laughs> and it <laughs> like, just gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah, where does it get though? Yeah. Hmm. I gotta so, figure that out. So yeah, his anti-sand agenda might cause a lot of um, voters on the coastal states to vote against him. You know, all the pro-sanders and some, out there. Yeah, some other desert-type states. Oh like yeah, the Midwest, Arizona, like the south, the Southwest for sure. Lots of sand over there. So. Yeah, that's going to cost him. I mean, I this think we're leaning towards Spook. Bleak, but I think Spook would be a good president. I think he would really want to <laughs> do right by the people. Um, I think Anakin's too immature to lead the yeah. nation. And I think Spook would, would, you know, be a good civil servant. I think he would do what it takes to do the right thing, you know? I agree. Spook. Spook for president, everybody. <laughs> Do we need to continue at that after that? I don't know. I, maybe we've said it all at this point. I think we've said it all. You know, I think Spook was a good match for Kid Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it was one of the characters that it would actually be something of a competition. <laughs> oh, poor like Spook. at least it was an Ellen Venture or yeah, someone or who like would just be like Aragon or yeah. <laughs> You know, one of these, like, real capable leaders. <laughs> yeah. Kelsier. It's too bad it wasn't Charles. What if it was, like, Sauron? Charles. Oh, yeah. Because Sauron. Me. Yeah. <laughs> the only person to come out, I put all three of our names, Yumi and Derek. The only person was Derek, who strapped uh, Jar Jar Binks in a three-legged <laughs> race, falling all over the place. <laughs> Against Yoda and Katara. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Yoda popping up. A lot of these... 
it's weird that yeah because there's a lot that did not there's a lot of characters that did not come up well uh, the engine is far from perfect we will be tooling it um, <laughs> this is why the patent's pending patent's pending if if you would like to license the um, who would win fantasy character scenario generator, just reach out to us on uh, the FTF podcast at gmail.com. Let us know and yeah. uh, we'll hook you up. Or DM us at the FTF podcast one on Twitter or the FTF podcast on Instagram. Or yeah, I don't, I'm not going to mention Facebook, <laughs> but it's there. Just Google us. We have a we'll, Facebook. We'll come um, be I sure don't pay to as much attention follow to us it. on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Be a subscriber, whatever it takes. I know Apple has like a subscribe thing, I think, or follow. Yeah. And drop those reviews. Those reviews make a difference on on Apple. So. Yeah. If you're on Apple, I mean, even if you don't write a full review, if you just click the star thing and hopefully five of them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like... I mean, if you like us, leave a review. If you don't like us, let us know, but maybe don't because we need the review. Shoot us an email, (laughs) a DM. How can we improve? We're always looking to improve. And we'll earn that five stars from you. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll we'll do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. On that note, let me try and find the outro music here. Okay, here we are. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another really exciting episode of the friends talking fantasy podcast um you heard where to find us you know how to support us uh let us know do you agree with our findings uh is there a matchup that you disagree with Um, this is a very scientific (laughs) process so you know we're not perfect there may be some things we overlook let us know we're we're curious to see if uh you thought these matchups were worthy yeah is there something we overlooked about Derek's skill when it comes to three-legged races that the listeners would definitely know? Would Jar Jar Binks' clumsiness actually be an advantage somehow? Would he trip over something that would then hit uh, Yoda in the eye, causing him to trip Katara? Who knows? Who knows? You know, some say Jar Jar Binks is like the supreme evil of Star Wars. Yeah, I've watched YouTube videos on <laughs> things like that. It's a fun theory. I mean, obviously, when you think about it, not... like watch the movies and think about it, like yeah, there's a good case. That's all I'll say to keep it spoiler free. All yeah, right, everybody, it is funny. It is funny. Thank you all for listening, and as always, go forth and conquer, friends.